Hello everyone. Very good evening to all of you. Welcome everyone to Startup and Career Show. In this show, we discuss everything about startup life with founders and corporate life with business leaders to share their real life experiences. So for today's session, we have a startup founder with us, Apurva Gururaj, a founder of Foodio.fit to talk about her startup which is into offering healthy food. And she is here. Welcome to Backstage Apurva. Thanks, Rushal. So, to all our listeners, it's an exciting topic today because healthy food—I mean, it's, it's uh, easier said than done, right? Uh, we all aspire for it, but end up consuming the tasty food, which is many a times not healthy. So, Apurva has been in this industry and worked with many many corporates earlier, and now she runs a fast-paced startup aiming to provide healthy food, snacks, and staples that can be indulged into without any guilt. She aims to make products which are healthier and become a gold standard, yet affordable to all. So she firmly believes good health is the best gift to mankind, and at Foodio they strive to achieve all of this. So Apurva, welcome once again. It's it's an, an interesting topic, and let's begin. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So so Apurva. Uh, Would be great if you could share your journey and how you entered into food industry. Okay. Um, ये पहले से plan नहीं था कि that I'm going to be um an entrepreneur. I'm going to uh, there is no such uh, uh hard planning that got me here. Um, it's uh. like most uh, typical people that i did not want to take up math for my higher education and i loved science i didn't want to give up science either and then i was like uh, told there's an option of food science and uh, i took that subject and did my triple majors in chemistry zoology and uh, food science and uh, started interning with a lot of big corporates Uh, in the country, and realized that uh, that was my calling. And uh, since then, there's no looking backwards. Wow! I mean, uh, so maths avoid kia, science lelia. So you got into food science. That's interesting. Bilkul. <laughs> so, so Apurva, uh, you've been in this industry for many, many years, right? Uh, so, wanna know why are tasty foods not healthy and healthy foods not tasty? So, can tasty food Actually, go hand in hand with healthy food. Definitely, why not? Uh, so this whole perception that healthy tasty नहीं हो सकता है और जो tasty है वो healthy नहीं है थोड़ा सा गलत है. I am not saying that it's completely wrong. Uh, health is uh, different for everybody. Uh, it's uh, you know depend on what your goal is you want to get fit you want to you know build your muscle mass you want to lose weight you want to lower your blood sugar this you know empty number of things when you talk about health um when you make food tasty that's a totally different uh, aspect um so just taking a little uh, you guys back to history um when industrialization happened Uh, food was not, you know, traveling different borders. Uh, people were did not have access to packaged food in large numbers, right? 
so when industrialization happened pre industrialization people used to eat locally sourced foods um, you know utta tha khate the khatam ho jata so you did not see lot of diseases metabolic diabetes and all that now industrial revolution happened which gave rise to food moving across borders higher shelf life and uh, the first thing that goes bad in food is fat right so uh, if you want something to stay fresh for 6 months 9 months and you want that to move across countries the first thing that you remove out of the food is fat fir bachta hai protein carbohydrate now protein is expensive if you want to fill the fat part with protein the cheapest way to do that is carbohydrate carbohydrate is nothing but sugar wo kisi bhi form mein ho sakta hai refined non refined lots of stuff so the easier way to uh, fill that gap of fat was to add sugar in the food so that gave rise to high sugar high salt content uh, foods that could be you know transported across borders and that gave rise to new industry so called the fmcg and packaged food where you know most of the packed food uh, started containing higher salt and higher sugar levels and uh, of course sugar is uh, sweet and i think uh, everybody loves sweet it tastes good uh, the only missing uh, point uh, from that chapter was health so low fat high carbohydrate uh, concept wahan se shuru hua and uh, it has taken us many many years for people to realize that you know uh, everything revolves around insulin when you talk about health and you have to uh, eat uh, or consume sugar or carbohydrate foods in uh, limited quantity uh, to make food healthy and bring that fat back and eat good proportion of carbohydrate protein and fat so you can definitely make um, healthy food uh, tasty with numerous ways you can add zinc to your meal so there's no doubt हेल्थी i mean um so very at the very point when this shift happened post industrial revolution there was this uh, research that was funded by the industry called as ansel key he published this paper called as low fat food are good for heart so everything that is low fat uh, they did not talk about carbohydrate or protein they just said low fat food is very good for fat, uh, heart so all of this is heart healthy so it's been ages that people are used to eating their chips now everybody knows give them a bag of potato chips and bolenge yaar ye junk hai mm. so to unjunk your snacking and india is a big uh, nation on snacking hum log you know hamara nashta subah chai ke sath shuru hota hai aur raat ko khane ke baad bhi hum you know we munch on stuff so for somebody like them uh, you know and given the options that the industry has been producing for so long 
uh, I think that shift will take some time. It's not difficult. It's a conscious choice that everybody makes. And you start finding uh, stuff on your supermarket that, you know, I will choose that over this. So it's not difficult. It's a small shift in your thinking and your lifestyle. So, so Apurva, uh, see, the thing is, uh, when you consume a freshly made food that is far, far healthier, right, as compared to the packaged food. Now, mm-hmm. within the packaged food segment, you, your foodio is coming into the picture by offering uh, healthy food, right? So, what yeah. is it that your, the food gets differentiated between a regular packaged food and the one which foodio offers then, or for that matter, any other brand? on the health side of the things? Um, so, typically, um, India mein jitne bhi namkeen bante hain, they are all made of uh, either potato flour or cornstarch or refined rice flour or maida. That's refined flour. Um, these are very refined products. Uh, maida is actually a waste product of wheat milling. Uh, you know, when they start processing wheat, you get a number of products. You get gehu, you get gehu kata, you get uh, semolina, you get vermicelli. And the last product that's, you know, powdery stuff, jobi milta hai, after bran, everything is removed, is maida. So basically, it will not have any fiber, nothing, and it's, you know, uh, laden with starch. So generally, the snacks are made from that. Uh... Now, this is very high in carbohydrate content and does not have protein and uh, the fat that is being used is not a great choice. Now, what happens in food is we thought by not bringing back that protein, that fat into the snacking. So, we make all our snacks with seeds and what seeds? Sunflower, pumpkin, melon seeds, flax seeds. So, if you pick up any of our snacks, you will see that we have our uh, uh, small little masked girl who stands there and say, I'm made of uh, sunflower, melon, flax, and pumpkin seeds. So that uh, those are the four ingredients, top four ingredients, uh, which uh, forms the pillar of the snacks. And later on, we do add few ingredients, uh, which, uh, you know, fits the category. We have four categories. For high protein, we add a lot of multigrains. Uh, cereals, pulses. For a multigrain combination, we add in a lot of uh, grains. Uh, for a low-carb combination, we add peanuts and, uh, you know, a little bit of gram flour. Um, and then for keto combination, we avoid all the carbs and we just make them with seeds. So then there is variations. But uh, the unique uh, USP that sets apart Foodio from all the other brands is we make all our flowers, staples, snacks, everything is made from seeds. Uh, we add no sugar. We add no processed ingredients. We do not add preservatives. Um, and we are 100% natural. So, so in that case, Abhurva, how how is it that the food stays fresh for all this while? Or how is it transported uh, across borders, right? I mean, you mentioned this earlier as well. So when there are no preservatives, then... How, how does it uh, stay safe then? Packaging. All uh, good inventions 
from the industrial revolutions so there's a lot of uh, inventions on the packaging as well so you can um, not add anything to the food but build different layers uh, you can extrude different layers and make the packaging uh, you know uh, so strong enough that the permeability of oxygen that you know uh, is the first um, reason why food starts getting spoiled mm. uh, you delay that uh we flush uh, our pack with nitrogen gas that allows uh does not allow oxygen to enter the pack so all of this maintains the freshness the aroma of the packaging but does not affect the nutrient quality of the product well that's interesting so apurva you've been in this industry for many many years you've worked with big corporates in this uh, food segment so if you can talk about your journey there right and what all you experienced uh, when it came to food uh, industry and then what led you to start food you then uh, it's been an amazing one um to be very uh, frank it this was like i said before this was not planned so when i started off my career uh, i was with apollo doing a lot of clinical nutrition and um, i always wanted to do get into fmcg so i joined the fmcg corporates uh, you know big machines big machinery you know you're moving stuff from one corner of india to the other corner and um, it's an amazing experience uh, when you're producing tons of biscuits and tons of everything large scale production large scale distribution um, so that was my dream actually to work for an fmcg can um, industry so once i started doing that and uh, learned everything i'm this curious child that wants to know everything how everything functions you know i was doing a lot of cross functional activities finance you know cost effective strategies uh, into production packaging and all of that and uh, then i got this offer from a startup and it sounded very interesting and it was something new that i had to develop products and so i said why not take it up and uh, since then i think i've worked with 20 plus startups some of them have made big and some of them have not uh, but you know you're suddenly coming from a corporate which is you know where your uh, role is very defined uh, your deliverables are defined you have to do your work in a limited uh, um, boundary and uh, you have your own time and it's a more relaxed atmosphere when i start up you know uh, you're firefighting and that happens every second you know there is uh, um, at once you're developing product and suddenly the ops team says that i need an extra hand we need to ship uh, you know 100 orders today and you become the operations guy suddenly and then uh, the manufacturing says hey you gave us the recipe but you know i'm not able to procure this ingredient so you become their sourcing manager so startup has different dynamics uh, and uh, your role changes as and when uh, you know the need arises so that was very different and you would also have a lot of constraints um, on budget on people on uh, infrastructure it's not that uh, the money is Uh, that easily spare to get what thing, what you want like in the corporates uh so that was a very big learning experience uh, to you know 
to turn around things with uh, limited resources but uh, put the best out so i think uh, working with startups is when i realized that you know uh, i can uh, i should do something in the food industry having been there for so long and i'm not finding some you know healthy options that uh, you know if there are people out there who are looking for healthy options they should get a choice uh, you know so i thought why not do this i sounded out this to my friend and he agreed on and we are like okay let's do this so you know at that point is when food you happened until then i was very happy you know developing products and running around and doing my usual stuff well uh, apurva i think thanks for uh, saying this because it was uh, what clicked with me as well while you were talking you worked with corporate for all, the, all these many years but i think you worked with 20 odd startups in the food industry as well uh, in in a short span possibly that uh, completely changed the mindset the way of working style and you also mentioned about the firefighting i think in startups irrespective of the designation one is i think everybody is a chief firefighting officer right because irrespective of the department that you are in right kahan se koi problem aa jayega pata nahi chalta so that is how startups live right yes i mean i sorry apuro i think i can't hear you okay uh, better yeah yeah i can hear you now yeah okay. i was saying i remember that you know i had to be in office at 12 am in the morning and um you know whipping up some new products for uh, the next day's board meeting uh you know because investment you know, is as important for a startup as it is uh, or shipping that exact order the same day so you know odd hours um, odd jobs everything you might be you know director of product development but uh, i think you become everything from the point of security to the ceo the mini ceo of that company so you wear different hats at each point true true absolutely so uh, apurva uh, since you work with so many startups right and uh, yours is again a d2c brand right so if you can talk a little bit about how did you go ahead with launching foodio.fit okay um we spent good two years in market research uh, you know like your first question you said healthy food uh, tasty ho sakta hai ki nahi there were a lot of people friends and family who said you know uh, healthy mai do mahine karunga ek mahine karunga i'm not sure if i'll eat this throughout the year and i think that was a big question mark that took us back and said what do we do that people uh, will consume this throughout the year uh, and not just once because you know i made it or you made it so we started uh, doing multiple iterations of the product we realized that uh, snacking is something that indians do miss they very happily go on a diet when the nutrition says do low carb or do multi grain or do eat it eat this avoid that they very happy to do it for a very short time but they do want their you know chakli murku or whatever they have with their evening coffee or chai and uh, they would uh, there were some people who were told by the nutritionist to not have roti and those people were drying crazy i'm like i can't e- eat 
I mean, what is the point of eating if I can't have a roti? So we thought, uh, when this makeshift happens, you can't tell a person ki tum ek mat khao. This is bad for your health and you can't eat, eat it. How do you make that product better? So that was our first uh, job. So we started making products. We started sampling them with our friends and family, um, you know, at all across uh, India and a uh, few friends offshore. And they all started liking it. Um, they, but there were days that, you know, they threw the pack at us. Like, what the hell have you given us? So, you know, we went through iterations and iterations and finally arrived at one recipe, which everybody liked. And... Uh, we said, uh, you know, would you uh, pay for this pack and order for how many months? There were some who took the subscription, some who didn't. And then we realized, you know, some people after the first and second month, it completely changed. They're like waiting when the pack is going to come. So then we realized this is something that people are liking. They are not missing their old product that they used to eat for all uh, the longest time. So... This was the funnel where we took product development. We did um, develop some 250-odd products um, that are go-to-market-ready. And uh, once we finished this, uh, like I said, we wanted to make sure that the product was natural and we don't add any preservatives or color or flavor. So then we started to work on our packaging, got that ready, and... Uh, I think once the look and feel, everything was ready, we uh, we became a little more greedy and said, why not put this brand uh, on a global map? So that's when, uh, you know, uh, Fudio came into mind and said, food of Indian origin. Uh, when you split food, I-O, Fudio is food of Indian origin. So we said... Uh, uh, why not, uh, you know, there's some big snack brands who've gone global and people love Indian snacks. Uh, so that's how uh, Fudio came into picture and uh, everything started to fall in place. Wow, that that's uh, very interesting, Apurva. But uh, can you can you talk about some of your healthy food products? Because uh, what, what you also go about is you are trying to make healthy food affordable. Because many a times we've seen uh, in the supermarkets, Right. If you were to go for a, for an organic product or, or a healthy product, it is generally costlier than the regular ones. So, if you can just talk a bit about your products as well as the affordability part that you are addressing, and how are you doing that? Okay. Um, like I said, we have different categories: um, multigrain, high protein, um, low carb, hmm. and uh, Keto. And we use seeds through all our categories. Uh, but we've also made some uh, other categories where we've uh, launched chips, we've launched uh, beverages um, and flowers. Now, if you see, look at our flowers, it's a, a priced um, at a premium range. Because like I said, the 60% of this flour is seeds. And I think everybody knows seeds is expensive. A kilo So it's not that I can uh, make it extremely cost effective. Of course, at scale, I do want to sell a loka bata at 100 rupees that, you know, most of Indians can buy. Because I do want to make it to their grocery list. 
Mm. But uh, having said that, there are few products which is uh, uh, you know um, like mass market, like our uh, beverages. Uh, Nariyal pani har jagah milta hai India mein, and it's usually priced anywhere between uh, thirty-five to hundred and twenty. Up north, Jammu mein ek so bhi rupee mein milta hai. But we've priced the product at thirty rupees. So it's available throughout the year. It comes in a small sachet. All you have to do is just mix cold water, and you have your naril pani wherever you are. You're trekking, you're traveling, you're at home, and uh, yeah, it's uh, directly sourced from farmers. It does not go through any artificial processing. We do not add flavor. We do not add any preservatives. It's literally naril pani in your pocket, and we've. uh priced it at 30 bucks um that's beverages uh snacks we sell each of our snack packets at 50 bucks uh i'm sure i think uh, if people are buying seeds and organic staples they would concur with us that you know 50 rupees for a snack pack um would is not that expensive considering that when you eat a pack of uh, potato chips uh you would finish the entire packet but there are customers who come back to us and said that you know i have one packet it feels like a meal because you know they've not uh, been used to eating fiber this has good amount of fiber carbs and protein right so it makes you feel faster even with the uh, smallest of uh, uh, serving size so a typical a snack pack lasts them for about 2 uh, days so considering that uh, i have two chips which you will eat two to three packets it ultimately boils down to the same cost but you know 10 times more healthier better for your for you and your family so i think uh, yes that's how we've made this affordable wow that's interesting apurva in fact i heard for the first time nariyal pani in a pocket in a sachet rata so i think uh, i'll definitely want to try that once Oh, you should. That's a top bestseller. That's I think everybody's favorite. We've just launched uh, the Nika juice uh, in the similar format, and uh, I think we've had some amazing response on that too. Oh wow! Because that is hard, you know, especially on the hygienic side of the things. People try to avoid that uh, Nika yeah. juice. So that this is again an interesting one. So uh, Apurva, uh, moving on, how did you go about? scaling your organization right we first did market testing about a product but doing this as a pilot and doing this as a separate uh, you know work when you look at so how to go about scaling it up um it wasn't very difficult for me ushab because you know i've been in the industry i know uh, where do you get your cheapest raw materials good quality raw materials where can you manufacture this what is which is the best place where you can get quality water because there's tons of things that's involved when it when you manufacture something you know uh, even paanu uh, kis pipe se aa raha hai usne kya paint use kiya hai does it have lead to you know it boils down to a million things um so i think since i know the know how of the industry kind of helped me uh, we were very um, fortunate enough 
that uh, there have been some great friends in the industry who, you know, um, helped us, uh, you know, in our initial stages for setting up the plant and uh, uh, get get through our manufacturing. So it was not very difficult for me um, because, uh, yeah, of... Uh, um, I think uh, the time that I had, I spent um, while working. That's interesting, Apurva. So I think Ayush, who's listening our conversation, he's put into the chat box that uh, he's he's liking this conversation about food, and which is uh, interesting for him. So he's asking, did you always knew that you wanted to get into this food industry, uh, right from your college days? Yes, uh, from my college days, yes, definitely. Because the moment I chose my bachelor's degree, food science, um, I think the very second year when they started uh, practicals, I was all uh, gungu about, okay, this is great, uh, you know, inventing products. Um, because as a child, I've grown up eating little hearts, you know, uh, drinking Coke. I mean, those ads were very tempting, right? So how do they, you know, make Coke? Uh, my dad was working for a distillery. So I've seen molasses plants, bottling and all of that. So I said, this is very interesting. Why not get into the industry, know how they make? You know, there's this MTR, um, they used to uh, make these idlis, dosas. Uh, how do they, these industries function? So I got into each uh, industry that I loved at that point and uh, wanted to see how this functions on a big machine, small machine. How do they pack? How do they seal? What do they do? How do they do product development? How do they arrive at this exact standardized recipe? You know, uh, at one such scenario, I was even... Uh, there was this friend of mine who loved biryani from uh, a particular hotel and they're very famous. So I literally went into that hotel, caught hold of that head chef and said, how do you standardize a fresh food recipe? Because, you know, um, there's a lot of dynamics, mood, what time he started. There's so many things. All of that, how did he standardize that unka biryani har din kabhi bhi khao roz same kaise banta hai? So, you know, these practical thoughts that came into my mind, kind of, uh, you know, the answers that I sought for all of this kind of uh, got me into the industry. Yeah. So that's how. So from college, yes, I knew that I had to do something in food. Wow. That's uh, pretty elaborate, uh, Apurva. In fact, uh, maybe one more thing which possibly comes to my mind is you had a process of elimination. You eliminated maths, you loved science, <laughs> and you got into food science, right? Yes, absolutely. So, so Apurva, since may, there are many students out here who are listening to our conversation, right? Uh, so I would mm -hmm. want to ask you about the supply chain model, right? Uh, because you, you, what is the process like, right? Uh, with respect to the product development, to distribution, how uh, does the uh, you know post sales services work? If you can just throw some light on that part as well. Okay, I think um, scaling up 
uh, is different for every company, right? Uh, that jump from your hundred orders to five hundred orders, and from five hundred to five thousand, happens very quickly. That transition is something that you do not get a hint that ये कल होने वाला है और या शायद होगा. आपको लगेगा कि ये शायद एक महीने में होगा, but वो दस दिन में हो जाएगा. It's always been like that. Um, you cannot expect it to happen at that particular time. So, uh, you know, while scaling up, I think uh, what works from my experience is to be prepared for it, uh, to plan for it. Uh, when you are planning your inventory production, let's say you are doing about a ton today, uh, and in about three months, when you are consistently seeing that you're doing one ton every month. The fourth month, you do not plan for a ton. You plan for one and a half, two tons, or two, three tons, according to the industry that you are in, according to your product and shelf life, and a ton of other things. So, uh, planning way ahead will help you uh, when that jump happens. Uh, it's not that too many things will go wrong. Um, and have a fabulous team in place. Who can recognize at that critical point that we are scaling and we got to be ready? There are some things that's gonna go wrong, but uh, as long as you are aware and uh, people and methods are in place, um, I think uh, you should be able to handle it. Every industry, when it scales, uh, you will fall into certain things that you are unplanned for. But uh, if these small smaller processes are in place, if you can figure out a supply chain that's uh, you know you have three suppliers for one particular ingredient. So when you scale, you can get all three of them to supply. It's not that you're going to run short of material. Shayad do din you know idhar ka udhar ho jayega, but wo do mahine mein na ho that uh, I think that planning will help you get there. So I think when if you get these three things right, uh, scaling up uh, would, shouldn't be that difficult. So Apurva, uh, on that note, uh, if you can throw some light on the distribution side of the things, uh, when you when you uh, so you know, when I say distribution, it's more on the logistic side. That how do you manage? So uh, if there are students are listening, right, uh, from a D two C standpoint. Today you might be using your website for selling your products. Tomorrow you might uh, want to go into the offline retail as well, right? So how does those dynamics work? If you can throw some light there. Um, I think from my previous experience, uh, I've seen logistics is always a pain point, especially in India. Um, we are not very streamlined. There are a lot of uh, processes uh, when a Particular box moves from southern India to northern India, um, and if you want that to happen fast, you know, in the day and light of hyper local deliveries, uh, every customer who orders today on website expects the box um, to be delivered to them tomorrow. You know, where is my order? I've paid for it. I don't have my order, right? So logistics uh, is a big challenge even to us today, uh, but I think uh, it's something that you have to come halfway through and the customer has to come halfway through. I think setting up that expectation to the customer that, you know, um, making that experience for them that, you know, you've uh, we've uh, 
packed your order we are about to dispatch we have dispatched your it's en route and you know that expect setting up that experience for the customer i think uh, will uh, big half the challenge secondly what we do at foodio uh, we have kept multiple options for logistics um we have not uh, signed up on one single platform and said that we will do only this we've uh, uh, in our when we did our market research we uh, realized that you know there are some deliveries some areas that uh, we will have to take up logistics for if you have to make this a cost effective uh, strategy and for some areas you will have to outsource it to different delivery partners and for some you will have to um, you know give it to those organizations who will uh, you know take it forward so that you don't have to keep monitoring the process so we have multiple delivery delivery partners we have multiple uh, engagements with different uh, uh, known brands for logistics we've hired some people who do our uh, some log- some logistic uh, uh, part of oper- operations for us Uh, i think um, all of that put together we've uh, worked out a, a good system um, at this point uh, which is uh, i think working great and as we scale i think we'll uh, learn more yeah absolutely it's it's a learning is an ongoing process right and more so in the startup ecosystem yeah so uh, apurva sachi uh, uh, one of our listeners uh she's on on the similar topic she's asking that have been reading about how food businesses have a major problem of inventory now when you scale this further how do you look at more seamless manufacturing and inventory system yeah uh sachi like i said before um it all boils down to planning right uh, we have some 50 odd products that we have launched um and we have 200 more to go so imagine my surprise that my team uh, you know has to have an inventory for chakli but you know four different varieties of chakli uh, right similarly four different atas four different chocolates for each category so i think from day one when we made this decision we knew that inventory is going to be um, the big uh, question and we have to make sure that uh, this is sorted so uh, we've uh, developed our own system where uh, we follow first in first out from the time we start sourcing so from the moment let's say sunflower seed comes into uh, the system till that sunflower seed becomes a flower or a chakli or uh, any other product in the pipeline uh, it's seamlessly maintained and uh, we've designed the system to handle um to a larger uh, capacity so uh, you know at scale we should not stop and manage uh, you know spend that uh, precious time on inventory management so i think this requires a lot of planning uh, from day one and you if, if you have your processes in place uh, this should will not be a big prob- problem i hope i answered your question well that's an interesting uh, uh response uh, apurva uh, mohammed has an uh, mohammed chadab has an interesting question 
uh, and he is asking what is the logic behind brand brand logo as elephant studio ka brand logo <laughs> what is that logic it's my favorite animal <laughs> to be very frank <laughs> i think me and my friend both who's my partner suresh we both love elephant and uh, when we told this to our friends and family we said we're doing elephant everybody was like why but there were some people who gave us some fun facts that you know uh, it represents uh, lord ganesha so it's good that you have to have this since you guys want to glow global elephant is something that uh, you know people offshore instantly recognize it with india so i think people came up with their own sets of uh, reasons but uh, for us both i think we love elephant so we thought uh, why not <laughs> interesting so uh, apurva moving on uh, you know if you were to build a loyal customer base right it is very very important for any startup so how did yes. you convince your first set of customers and here i'm not talking about those who had experimented with your initial uh, you know yes. product that you had launched right uh, within yes. the friends and family but i'm talking about your outside customers how did you go about convincing yes. them initially at first it was very difficult you know there were these um, after your friends and family once the first circle is done you know it's a word of mouth we did acquire our uh, second set of uh, new customers and um, you know 30 to 40% of the customers uh, did not uh, need any convincing rushup uh, touchwood they all came back they loved the product they started sending us videos and uh, you know messages all over they were you know raving about how good the product is you know you made our life so easy we love this so you know that was 40% and um, a 40% repeat rate for a startup is great at this point of time uh the 60% uh, you know out of that uh, 20% do uh, keep coming back and falling off and on the grid like i said you know uh, this is a lifestyle change and uh, any behavioral change will take a lot of time uh, and that hand holding you know educating them will take some time there were few customers um, especially at the retail front who were very skeptical because you are a new brand we don't know if people will like this uh, you know we would not make up front payment and there were some customers who did uh, you know come back uh, with some uh, thoughts like this but once uh, we told them that you know we are here we'll take it back we'll if there are any returns and uh, we, we are not the guys who will run away and they did try a product and since day one touchwood we've had no returns from whoever has purchased and wherever we are in whatever outlets uh, so customer experience and customer acquisition has not been that big a challenge from people who made the first purchase and tasted our products i think that break is uh, making them that um, first purchase once they go through that i think uh, it's a, it's been a cakewalk so far well then possibly the product speaks for itself right so yeah because 40% repeat rate is a is an excellent metric to have but uh, apurva yeah. uh, for that matter how did you go about spreading your word i mean what were your marketing strategies because for a startup the budget is also limited right i mean you don't have tons of money to just go on a huge marketing spree so how did you go about that route 
to be very frank till date we've not spent anything on marketing rushab we've uh, literally our spend on marketing has been zero so far uh we've acquired all our customers uh with zero customer acquisition cost um it's all been word of mouth uh like for example i'll tell you uh, me and suresh were uh, having coffee at koshi's uh, it's a you know very famous uh, joint in bangalore um the coffee is famous and it's a pretty well known established cafe uh we were having coffee and we had to interview somebody and uh, we were uh, showing our products you know there is this man who came uh, and said what is this we said you know it's uh, nariyal pani sachet mein sab bola and then he was you know pretty uh, ye aise kaise ho sakta hai and i kind of gave one sachet and said ki try karo he went he gave it to his boss uh, apparently he owns uh, koshis and uh, he walked across the table and said uh, this tender coconut water tastes real tender coconut water i said it is because you know it is real tender coconut water and uh, then he said you know they used to make a tender coconut water soup apparently some 50 years ago which they stopped because you know storing uh, these tender coconuts got difficult you know it required space and they were expanding they couldn't do it so he said if you can give me three sachets i would like to make that soup i said okay he went into his kitchen uh, made that soup for us and uh, there instantly uh, he was like please i need this uh, product 5 kgs every week i would like to bring that soup back on the menu and please put your products all across my cafe so you know it's all our uh, customer acquisition has happened as simple as this incident so yeah wow. i think I this is fabulous apurva i mean yeah no doubt about that hmm so rajiv uh, in in a one of our listeners is asked Uh, whom do you consider to be a role model and was there a business leader that inspired your entrepreneurial journey oh tough one <laughs> um i don't know um if you say role model there have been many entrepreneurs i'm not sure i mean uh, abdul kalam is one such person um um it's like you said ye pehle se plan nahi tha ki mujhe business woman banna hai mujhe business karna hai mujhe business kabhi karna hi nahi tha uh, my dad was into business so you know seeing him uh, you know doing everything i was like uh, i am going to settle up into a corporate uh, do a 9 to 5 job and be very happy with that ye business ka kida started when i started uh, working with startups so um i think uh, there has not been uh, uh, i've not uh, lived it like this is my role model i want to become uh, like that no but there have been few people who kind of uh, did impact throughout my life uh, did make some changes uh, without them i wouldn't be what i am i would not be a person who would give up uh, you know i would not be a person who be the strong so if uh, i were to say if there were role models it could be uh, my dad my brother 
and uh, yeah my mom <laughs> i think yes to apurva i'll definitely second you on this entrepreneurial keda because of the working with startups because once it is bitten by anybody i mean it becomes very difficult for that person to go back to the corporate life so yeah i completely agree with you on that totally yes no uh, i think there are there are a uh, few more questions as well and ashi is asking in terms of the choices of consumers what have been your top 3 products that the customers have liked what are the kind of monitoring and analysis to do based on behavioral pickup of customers for your sales uh top 3 products um, i have five for you one is my top seller right now is tender coconut water then followed by bindi vacuum fried chips then uh, our multigrain madrasi mixture that's uh, loved by everybody and uh, avail vacuum fried chips and blokar chakli i think these are top 5 they've been uh, top 5 since day 1 they keep changing their places uh, at different months but they have been our top 5 um on behavioral picks of customer um it's not changed much um surprisingly we thought um, you know it's getting cold people might not buy tender coconut as much as much they do in summer but we were completely wrong the proders wrong and uh, the sales were fantastic so um there has been no change as such um what i have seen in the last 12 months is uh, people have been consistent with all these five products for the most part so uh, apurva uh, let me ask you another question on similar things on the behavioral part uh, has there been any irate customer that you faced and how did you handle that mm, not really uh, except that there was this one customer who just badly wanted loka bata um and uh, that was in lockdown logistics was uh, a pain point for everybody and um, she follows a particular uh, you know time of eating and all of that so she was very gungu about you know the product product reaching to her like to exactly 5 pm tomorrow because she's breaking her fast and the first thing that she wants to do is have a roti curry and uh, i think convincing that customer ki you know hum nahi pahuncha payenge and it will be delayed by one day she was uh, very very disappointed ki wo roti curry nahi kha payegi for her dinner uh, other than that uh, touchwood we've not had so many uh, this thing i think everyone's uh, been very nice to us they love the products we've uh, had more appreciation from everyone and uh, some wonderful fee- feedbacks uh, throughout the year wow wow uh that's <laughs> i would always i think to every line i will say that <laughs> yeah. yeah so anup anup uh, our listener is asking what is your five year goal for podio wow okay um i think uh, um we would like for you to be in uh, different countries uh, in uh, i think uh, 
uh, every Indian's uh, home, uh, I would like to uh, get tender coconut water into their homes and uh, make it to their grocery list. I think, yeah. And uh, I would uh, love that if that happens in two years. But yeah, next five years, if you tell me, I would say the same answer. Okay. So, Aparua, any failures or obstacles that you had and if you could talk about any learnings from them any, or, or for that matter, any other challenges that you would have faced? Yes, definitely. I think COVID uh, uh, did uh, bring some uh, challenges for us. We had started off uh, last Jan and March was the lockdown and there were some tough times definitely you know um, in terms of our uh, supply chain uh, our factories are distributed up north and uh, so we did have some challenges but I think um, like I said if you have a plan, plan B in place uh, it's easier to kind of uh, work through those challenges and we always had that plan B in, uh, in place uh, in case something goes wrong. So um, I think we had to stop our operations for about uh, 20 days because uh, just to figure out, uh, ensure that the logistics from the factory to the dispatch to our headquarters in Bangalore happens uh, in safe hands. We are able to deliver packets to cus uh, customers safely and keeping our own staff uh, you know, uh, health in uh, picture. So I think that was the most challenging part. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, Apurva, uh, what are your expansion plans, if I were to understand? Uh, or do you plan to go through the offline route as well? Yes, definitely. We are already uh, uh, there offline uh, in Goa in Andhra Pradesh, in Hyderabad, uh, we're entering Mumbai, uh, we've entered London, we've, uh, we're through in Seattle. We do plan to go offline, uh, but, uh, you know, India is a very vast country and uh, there's too many nooks and corners to get into. So we will take some time. I think in the next six months, um, we should uh, be able to uh, penetrate into good amount of retail stores uh, and footprints in India. Interesting. I think Sadhna also had the same question. Uh, I just saw that. Uh, earlier, Rahul uh, had asked a question uh, in the chat box and he was. Uh, his question was, what advice you have for the students who are looking to get into the FMB side of the things? Um, I think apart from the uh, degree requirements, uh, if you are really keen to get into a particular industry, my advice would be uh, work as an intern. Try, um, even if they don't pay you, that's fine. But uh, get into that organization, get into that factory, get your hands dirty, uh, get some practical knowledge. And that is going to take you a long, long way. Uh, it will uh, give you raw experience of doing things. And uh, I think if you after you come out of that place and you still want to go back and do the same thing, I think you're on the right path. So on that note, Apurva, uh, how do you go about developing your team as a startup? Right, uh, Because I think recruiting a right talent for the job is also very, very important. 
So how should founders move on this? Uh, that's an important question. Rishabh, there is, um, I think there is no hard and fast rule or a golden rule uh, that can give you the right team. It's, uh, you know, it um, comes with, uh, it makes, you have to invest some time in understanding that person before you bring into that team have multiple meetings with that person after you have usually what works for me is the first meeting the i like that person uh, i think i will have uh, the second meeting at second meeting i still like that person and i still think that he is going to bring something important to the table i have my third meeting and then uh, all my key stakeholders uh, on my core member and if they all uh, have similar vibes then we kind of put them onto some uh, interesting tasks uh, pertaining to their role if it's manufacturing we'll try and give them some you know unique tasks that are uh, manufacturing related uh, supply chain or distribution or marketing and uh, yeah and uh, post that they are still uh, doing great uh, they come on board so I think this uh, is something that's working great for us so far. Um, but everybody, uh, there is no golden rule that, you know, you do this, you'll get the best of the guy. No, I think it takes time and uh, yeah, you just have to go with your gut, your experience and how you are able to judge that particular person at that particular point in time. So, so Apurva, uh... What you mentioned in the earlier uh, question, right, that Rahul had asked uh, about, uh, you know, uh, how to get into this industry, right? So you suggested yeah. to go through the intern route. So yeah. as, as, an, as an employer, what do you look for in an employee? For that matter, anybody who reaches out to you? What, is the, what are the attributes that you focus on? Um... The most important one is uh, your inquisitiveness to learn new things because um, especially for a startup, uh, if uh, you know you are enthusiastic about learning new things each day, I think is the right fit because like I said, uh, in startups, you will have to do firefighting every day, maybe every minute of the day. So if somebody um, is you know, open to new ideas, new things, is uh, willing, is a quick learner, is, you know, very good with experimentation, innovation, and who wants to learn more than, you know, go beyond his uh, JD, then I think he's the right fit. I think I look, um, that as my point number one. That's something that's very important uh, to me, who can wear multiple hats at different point in time, if needed when the need arises. I think that's one of the key things that I look when I'm hiring. Okay. Uh, secondly, Apurva, as a founder, right, uh, the person also goes through the doubts and uncertainties. So have you ever doubted your ability as a founder or was there a time that you were struggling uh, with, with, the, with the decision of becoming a founder? No, Rusha. Thankfully, no. Uh, uh, entrepreneurship itself is a very lonely journey. You will go through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of decisions. 
um, you know there are times when uh, you know you feel that are you taking the right call or not uh, but uh, you know when you're doing it alone it gets a lot more difficult but uh, i have an amazing partner i think uh, we shoulder each other's responsibility uh, you know when and uh, when the need arises when we realize that the other one has too much uh, on their table uh, you know the other one steps in and makes it easy for uh, each other so i think uh, that way i'm blessed uh, but yeah if there are founders who do it alone i've seen them the struggle is real because you're juggling multiple things at uh, you know um, at a very fast paced uh, dynamic environment it does get difficult but if you have a, a great team if not a partner and if everyone becomes a mini ceo and uh, uh, pulls up uh, uh, their task i think uh, it does make the journey easier oh absolutely absolutely i agree i think team Uh, as as a team at play makes a huge huge difference no doubt about that so apuru i think it's been wonderful speaking to you any last advice that you would want to share uh, with the students who are listening us live today uh follow your heart do what you want to do own your mistakes uh, i think um, it's okay to make them uh, it teaches you a lot of stuff uh, to get a bigger things right so it's okay today you feel you want to become do something in food and tomorrow you feel that you want to get into saas and develop some tech that's fine but uh, experiment uh, and uh, yeah do uh, finally do what you like to uh, where your heart is i think uh, that will get you success that will get you everything uh, that you've uh, always wanted thing once you like what you're doing rest everything falls into place oh absolutely absolutely i think uh, that is very very important so apuru i think it was wonderful speaking to you uh, it was uh, you know uh, and the way you built a brand uh, into the health category i think it's amazing and wish you all the very best and thank you for your time for speaking to us and to all our students out here today thank you thank you Thank you Rishit thank you so much for having me on the show it was great talking to you Thank you thank you to all our listeners as well see you again next week with one more fresh episode on this bye bye